The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. It is indeed that time again. Welcome back to the program Afternoons with Mike. Heard daily here on The Shepherd. On the line with me today, he is the senior pastor at Fair Park Bible Fellowship, and that is out in uh, the Dallas area. Pastor Stephen Broden is with me today. Welcome back, Pastor Broden. Uh, Good to be with you. Glad that uh, we can have this conversation. Uh, It is really uh, always an honor to get to talk with you. On our last conversation, it was only for one segment. We'll have you for the program here today. Uh, And it is going to be needed to talk over a most important article that you've recently published. And it was published in the Times Examiner in Greenville, South Carolina. And it is entitled, The Rise of Black Girly Men. It is the redefinition of masculinity in the black community. Now, that is a, a topic that catches a lot of attention right off the bat. What, first of all, led you to the, the title? And then we're going to get into the content on your article. Well, I had observed that the since we've passed into law, same-sex marriage, that there has been sort of a, a media blitz on the part of um, the LGBT community to represent their agenda and their ideology as normal in the public square. And um, many of the images that have been broadcast or used in commercials and on sitcoms and so forth and so on have been black men, black effeminate men uh, that are representing their lifestyle, the lifestyle of the LGBT community. And uh, I'm starting to wonder why is this happening? And I'm seeing it more and more often than not. Uh, Disney uh, introduced a a character, I think this year in one of their cartoons, and it's a black female who is um, uh, transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL hired some uh, female, uh, male cheerleaders, and the ones that I saw were black and they were effeminate. This year, they hired the first transgender cheerleader for the uh, North Carolina Panthers. And it's a black man who's uh, pretending to be a woman, mm. hired by the NFL. Mm. And I'm saying to myself, what's going on here? When you look at the total population of black Americans in America, with 350 million people strong in America, 13% of that population are black. 13%. Mm-hmm. And if you divide that, say, Half is female and half is male, and, and certainly that's a stretch to say that. Uh, then you're talking about 6.5% are male. But most of the images, almost 80 to 90% of the images of, of effeminate men on television, television commercials, and, and magazines and periodicals are men, black men. Something's happening here. Mm-hmm. 
And I, it seems to me that there's a deliberate attempt on the part of the progressive left to represent their agenda for homosexuality in the public square using black images in order to mute uh, opposition that may be coming from the majority community and particularly from the white evangelical community. Because if they begin to raise opposition, they can be accused of being racist against these homosexuals Mm -hmm. and these LGBT uh, practitioners. Uh, And that will, in effect, deflect from the conversation as it relates to the normality of perverted behavior to race. And uh, I said, this something's up here. And uh, so I... I begin to put two or two together, and I said, this is not by accident. This is by design. Hmm. Now, you yourself are a pastor in the African-American community. What would your church members, uh, your friends, your peers, what are they thinking about this when they read your article? Well, hopefully it, it, uh, it's an opportunity for them to be informed and educated. Uh, in many instances, most people are oblivious to the agenda of the left, how it's unfolding because they are using a dialectic that uh, obfuscates their true agenda. Mm -hmm. Their agenda is to flip America, to change America, uh, and to undermine our Constitution and to remove our religious liberties out of the public square. Uh, I think this is happening at at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking, with such rapidity and speed that it it is almost— unseen by the average citizen on the streets. They, they don't recognize that this is happening. So when they read my article, and I begin to talk about this as a deliberate attempt to change the values in our nation, and that is certainly what the left is attempting to do. When you hear conversation like globalism, new world order, uh, a global reset, most people think in terms of uh, economics. Yes, economics. Uh, Right and politics, political change, uh, and all of that. But it's more than that. Mm -hmm. What they are seeking to do is to reset our value system away from a Judeo-Christian ethic to one of a human secular ethic that is based in Darwinism and relativism. And that is precisely what is happening in America right now. Mm -hmm. I would submit to you that the change has already happened and that we who are Bible-believing Christians, and notice I make a very clear distinction between Christianity and Bible-believing Christians. Bible-believing Christians are fighting for our rights to be Christians based upon what the Constitution has said. And although we have a constitutional basis for the fight, the Constitution in America is dying a slow death, a death of a thousand cuts. And mm-hmm. we see our government, all three branches are engaged in unconstitutional acts that undermine our Constitution and redefine who we are as a people. Mm. This is not incidental or accidental. This is a strategy that has been implemented uh, by the progressive left coming out of the Frankfurt School in Germany in 1929 through the philosopher Antonio Grimsey who looked at the Bolshevik Revolution and said, it will never work in America. Mm. We need to take a different tack, another strategy. 
and his strategy was infiltration and gradualism. And he constructed through his philosophers and sociologists at that school a concept called cultural Marxism. Yeah. Cultural Marxism came to America not as cultural Marxism. It came under the label or moniker political correctness. And cultural Marxism and political correctness are one in the same. And out of that, they have infiltrated every major institution that influence us today. That's right. They have. every, yeah. and, and there's seven of them that I identify. Corporations and businesses, that's one. You look at what's happening in corporate America, they are capitulating to tolerance, and they are now the champions of the LGBT community's agenda. They are selling tickets to that community. They are advertising specifically to that community, and they are using images that appeal to that community. They have bowed the knee. Mm -hmm. Academia. Look at what's happening in our uh, public schools and universities across this country. I call them Luciferian institutions of indoctrination. They are indoctrinating our children to a human secularistic philosophy, one that is embraceive uh, of those things that are antithetical mm -hmm. to the teachings of Scripture, and, uh, and they have capitulated. Then you have the arts. Uh, you have film and um, documentaries, books and periodicals. All of these things are pushing a, a secular doctrine, a secular philosophy into the public square. And that's what, three? That's three. Right there? Yeah, yeah. But, but number four is the major media. Take a look at it. The major media. Uh, they are in the hip pockets of the progressive movement in America. And they are censoring our voice, and they are amplifying their voice in every news program, uh, entertainment package, even into sports now. You can't turn television on without some sports figure uh, amplifying a, a, uh, a human secularist idea in, before they hit the ball or run a touchdown. we mm -hmm. got to hear this mess or shoot the ball through the basket. We got to hear their philosophies on what they think this country ought to be about. Uh, so you have uh, the major media, and then the political arena. You, I, I don't need to tell you what's happening in Washington D.C. <laughs> you know what's happening there—the largest socialistic caucus in the House of Representatives are the Democrats. They're—they're mm. they're, they're most of them are socialists. And they don't make any bones about it. And they don't have any problem using the term. Exactly. Uh, and because they believe we're at a tipping point now, and, they, and they, they control everything. So that's five right there. Five institutions that are clearly in the hip pocket of the progressive, liberal, socialistic agenda in America. That leaves two, the family and the church. I knew you were going to end with the church, and a lot of people would say, oh, my goodness, uh, surely not the church. The church would not capitulate to that, would they? Uh, not the biblical, uh, Bible-believing church, but the cultural church has capitulated. Right. 
Uh, you can go around this country and you can you can find churches that claim to be gay affirming churches, gay affirming Christians, and they got you know uh, rainbow flags flying in their church, and they are uh, have gay pastors and women preachers, and all of that is reflective of a, a new a neo Christianity that has been influenced by cultural Marxism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is uh, to the point where you really do have to make the differentiation because they use the words church, they use Christians, and even though the values of Christ, the values taught in the Word of God would just right down the line be against what they do, uh, they have no problem hijacking those words just like they hijacked the rainbow. Exactly. It's a neo-Christianity. It's different. It's not the same. It's not biblical. It's cultural. It's designed to appeal to the culture and to capitulate to the culture in order to be acceptable by them. Biblical Christianity, on the other hand, we believe that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God in the original manuscripts. So we have the mind of God in 66 books by 40 different authors. And we stand on that. And uh, right now, we're under a kind of soft uh, persecution. Uh, but I believe that soft persecution will always turn to hard persecution mm-hmm. if you don't stop it. Yeah, it will. And quite, fr- quite frankly, the cultural war, as we used to call it back in the 80s and the 90s, uh, the cultural war seems like the battlefield has shifted in favor of the progressive left in America. Mm. Now, in your article, you talk about going back to the elites using black people in this way of projecting them as gender fluid, and you use the words exaggerated effeminism and flaming, and you say that they are using them as a human shield. Explain that. Exactly. I I believe that if you take a look at the progressive movement in America, they have been effective in coming into the black community and presenting themselves as uh, what I call empathetic uh, sympathizers uh, to our struggle for um, justice, uh, our fight against racism, our fight uh, for equality and non-discrimination, all of that, they've sort of moved into the community and grabbed legitimate concerns from the community, grab a hold of them mm-hmm. in order to win the favor of the community because they said, we'll fight for you, we'll do this for you. And through their community organizers, which is a Marxist label for those who infiltrate communities, community organizers, have come in and convinced our people that they have our best interest in mind and they have persuaded us to vote for them. And when we vote for them, they go into offices, wherever it may be, local, statewide, or national, and they go in making policies to advance their agenda of socialism. That is precisely what is happening with the LGBT community. They are using Black people to advance their agenda by standing up and saying that they are for the issues that we're concerned about, justice and fight against racism and equality and all of that. 
And so they stay there for that. We vote for them. They get in and they advance their agenda. Mm -hmm. The power elite in the earth today have an agenda, one world government. And they're having to uh, pull together as many um, groups that they can to support that agenda. And part of the agenda is to undermine our liberties, to take away this Constitution because it's in the way in the way of their agenda, and to advance that by any means necessary. And one of the most effective ways to do that is to get in office and write policies and laws that will advance their agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, how do they get in office? By winning minority vote getting at least half of the white vote, and then the other percentage that they need to win comes from minority votes. And they have been effective in getting the minority community, black community in particular, to vote for them. And they're in office now, not championing the cause of the community, because we've been voting them for the past 50 years. Yeah, And nothing has really changed in our community. Nothing has really changed. But because we're so hypersensitive as a community around issues of racism, they have they they have been able to label the Republican Party as a racist party that are insensitive and uncaring about uh, the issues that we're uh, concerned about or care about. And so we don't vote for Republicans. Mm-hmm. But here's the failure of the Republican Party. Hold that thought right there. I'm up against a break. I want to hear the failure. So don't lose that thought. My guest today is Pastor Stephen Broden from Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Texas, Dallas area. And we'll be back with him in just a moment. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com If you are nearing 65 years of age and need to compare Medicare supplement plans, here is great news. You can speak to a licensed professional independent insurance agent at Affordable One Insurance in Orlando. You'll find them to be so trustworthy and helpful. And at Affordable One, there is no cost or obligation for your call. Comparing plans can be confusing. Get the help you need at Affordable One. Call 407-965-4166. That's 407-965-4166. Back again here on Afternoons with Mike on The Shepherd with Pastor Stephen Broden. He's a pastor from Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Dallas. Are you in the Dallas proper area? Uh, My church is in Dallas uh, proper. Uh, I live in a a bedroom community outside of Dallas, 
called DeSoto. You were talking at the end and you had a point and I had to rudely interrupt you for our break. Go ahead and pick that back up if you will. Uh, the failure of the Republican Party. There's a number of things that's wrong with the Republican Party. I, there's no question about it. The one that I think that stands out most prominently to me is that they have allowed the Democratic Party to define who they are in our community without countering it. They've just sort of let it go. And the Democratic Party comes in and they define to us what a Republican is, what they stand for. And our only understanding of what a Republican is and what their platform is all about is that which is fed to us by the enemy of the Republican Party. And therein is a major uh, failure, a bonehead failure on the part of the Republican Party, a party that has a history that is tied to the ending of slavery and the fight for civil rights is not known in our community for their championing the cause of equality historically, but is known as a racist party. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? And why did happen? that because, happen? Right, because the Republican Party, it does not counter that voice. They have come to believe that the black community is a monolith and it's not worth their effort to go in to try to change it. That's unfortunate because there are a lot of conservatives in our community and they have been abandoned by our white conservative friends and the Republican Party Mm. have been abandoned. And we stand alone and and we're fighting an uphill battle against Uh, Lots of money that's being pumped in our community to maintain the manipulation and the um, exploitation. Uh, Our pastors are being bought off. Our politicians are being bought off by the liberal left. And they're pushing an agenda that ultimately is very dangerous for our Constitution and for our nation. Because we are electing socialists and Marxists who hate America. And they're going into our government and writing laws and policies that undermine our liberties. You know, it's a a head-scratcher to me, Pastor Broden, how that up in areas like Michigan or Minnesota, where we have some of these uh, outspoken representatives, women that identify as the squad, uh, that are, are really standing for all of these points that you're talking about, it does make you wonder in the kind of like the breadbasket of America, in the central part of America, how in the world did they get ensconced and get involved in getting elected? How did the people of Minnesota, for example, or why did they? That is a mind boggling question. Well, it's infiltration and gradualism. That's um, Antonio Grimsey's uh, method. And through infiltrating the communities, convincing them that they are. Uh, interested in their concerns, they get elected. And uh, if you really take a look at it and study it, it, it's something that has happened over time. It didn't happen overnight. Didn't happen overnight. That's right. Didn't happen overnight. And then when you got low information voters who are voting, some of them are voting, uh, not knowing exactly what they're voting for. They're just voting against somebody, not Mm -hmm. for anything necessarily, but they're voting against Republicans. And so they go in and vote straight ticket Democrat. They don't know any of the candidates on the list. They don't know who's who in the zoo. They're just voting against the Republicans. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why a lot of these people get elected. And that's why we are in the mess that we're in right now because of low information voters. One of the things that we are doing, uh, I'm the executive director of Content of Character Series, and you can find us at contentofcharacterseries.com. We are trying to go into these communities, minority communities. We represent to them what is happening in our culture today, what is happening in America. I think most people in America are aware that something is wrong. They they know that there's a, a, a polarization, a division that is in our nation, and that uh, things are uh, uh, out of control. But they not they they don't know how to put their finger on it. So what we do in content of character, we go in and try to give them the kind of connection of the dots that will give them an overview of the challenge that we're facing and the threat that we're facing in our nation at this time. We do that through three things: information education and activation Mm. information ask and answers the question what's going on it is here that most people are oblivious to the fact that there is a socialistic takeover or a transitioning of our nation into a socialistic paradigm being facilitated by our elected officials Mm -hmm. and so we need to explain to them what's going on Education asks and answers the question, why is this happening? It is here that we explain to them that what's happening is a philosophical, uh, ideological um, implementation of dead philosophers, Karl Marx, Engels, Lenin, all of those guys, Mm -hmm. their philosophy is coming into fruition. They're they're leading us from the grave, if you will, uh, towards socialism and communism. So we try to make the connection that that ideas matter and that these ideas and philosophies are driving the transformation that is taking in our culture today. To make that connection, I think, helps them to recognize the urgency of the hour and the necessity for them to be involved, engaged in the pushback or what I call the rescue of this republic. It needs to happen, but it will not happen if we don't take the time to inform and educate and bring the average voter up to speed as to what's happening in America. Most of them don't know mm-hmm. and, and are unaware. And it starts in the church, really it does, uh, because the Bible warns us in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, It says this, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Colossae, says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophies, empty deceptions, according to the traditions of men, and the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Jesus Christ. Therein, my friend, is the struggle that is happening in the public square right now. Mm -hmm. Either we're going to do it God's way, or we're going to do it man's way. Mm. That's the struggle, and Paul captured that very well when he lists those four things, philosophies, empty deceptions, traditions of men, and the elementary principle of the world, and then he juxtaposed them to what? Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And nothing will compare to him. He is amazing, and 
all of this other stuff, it it uh, it just doesn't weigh out. And yet people are, for whatever reason, they are just giving way in their own heart, in their own mind to this new way. It's a different way. And there seems to be, I don't know, I don't know if it's a fear that they have or if it's a uh, lack of uh, of uh, knowledge. I'm sure that's part of it too, but right. there's just not enough people standing up and saying, "No, we're not going to do this." Exactly. It's a combination of of all those things. It's not just one thing, but certainly I believe that the spiritual and moral temperature of our nation has uh, positioned us to be seduced into believing a lie. I think Donald Trump said it best. Uh, when he says fake news, it's not only fake news, it's just everything is fake right now. False. Oh, that's and well we're being said. being deceived yeah. and manipulated into embracing this, this uh, global reset, which is a reset towards tyranny and uh, a tyrannical system that will rob us of our liberties and the, the freedoms that are guaranteed to us by God uh, through natural rights. And all of that's going to disappear if we don't wake up right now and stop this. And I think the window of opportunity to stop it is really small. It's really a small window. But as long as it's open, there's a chance, there's an opportunity for Mm -hmm. us to to, uh, wrestle this out of their hands and and give it back to we the people. Midterm elections are obviously very important. Perhaps the most important election in our lifetime is just ahead of us this November. Going back to your article that you wrote, Pastor Broden, you wrote this article called The Redefinition of Masculinity in the Black Community, the Rise of Girly Men. We know that America has been for some time taken with celebrities, and celebrities themselves are often at the forefront of pushing these new ideas and taking these new things to the limit. You list in your article a couple of uh, A-listers like Will Smith's son and the son of uh, Magic Johnson, all of which, both of which, are effeminate. And then you said something I did not know. Uh, NBA legend Dwayne Wade, who right in Florida played for Miami, you said he paints his toenails? That's known? Right. Uh, And he has taken one of his sons and uh, transitioned his son into being a girl. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, this thing is going on. And in many instances, these guys are simply being bought off to do that in order for them to stay on the A-list, in order they capitulate to Mm. that ruling Mm. class Mm -mm -mm. and and give themselves over to it so that they can maintain their status of of being accepted or acceptable to this, this group of perverts who are running our nation who are influencing our our kids and our children and our culture to embrace a anti-God system. But when you don't have the moral basis through which you're able to filter out what is right versus what is wrong, you're susceptible to the allurements and the attractions that are in this world today. Mm. And I would say to me, say to you, that what you see happening with Magic Johnson, Snoop Dogg and his son, uh, Dwayne Wade, and all of these celebrities, they are trying to maintain a paycheck, and they're trying to maintain their celebrity. Mm-hmm. And they will capitulate and bow the knee to this new philosophy 
in order to maintain that. And I, I, I suspect that that's what's going on here. But if they would have had some moral basis, the Judeo-Christian ethic that is responsible for undergirding this nation and making it one of the greatest nations on the planet Earth, if you don't have that, the shiny objects and the seduction of the left is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful that you get status, you get money, you get recognition, you get the limelight, and all of that comes connected with it. The ways of the world lead to destruction. Broad is the path that leads to destruction, narrow is the path that leads to life, and few travel thereon. Wow. And these guys are traveling on the broad path mm-hmm. towards destruction. Yeah, they are. And they're being, they're being celebrated now. But the celebration and all the excitement is, is as they march their way to hell, yeah, away from God. So and, these, this is this is a uh, that's what I'm saying. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual conflict. And if you don't have the process or the the training and the spiritual connection that is required for us to stand, you'll fall. You'll fall. And that's why biblical Christianity is absolutely essential in the public where our voice must be heard. We've got to find a way to get around the censorship and to enter into these platforms, these social platforms, with the gospel message, with the alternative, the biblical alternative, so that people can at least hear it. Now, it's still their choice, but to hear it, that's our stewardship responsibility. That's what God expects of us, and that's why you're doing an outstanding job by having your program on the air today. You represent an alternative. Well, sometimes it feels that our voice is small, but you know what? When you take a bunch of people who are speaking out and they're speaking the truth, we have to remember that any one of us plus God is a majority. Absolutely. And that is what we have to remember. That's what I remember every time I start doing one of these programs is that we just never know who's going to be listening, and we are praying that God is directing ears to hear that will respond to truth. And, you know, that, that is something that we have. We have God. And I believe that's why your content of character series is so important. Give us that website one more time. That's contentofcharacterseries.com. And uh, on that website, you'll see what we're doing, our mission statement. Uh, my book, Ponds of Change, The Exploitation of Black America by Black, by Progressive Liberals, you can buy that book there for $15 online, and it captures a lot of the things that I've been talking about today mm-hmm. and, and what's going on in the black community. And quite frankly, the black community is key, I believe, to turning this thing around. But we've got to convince our conservative friends that we're worth the effort to come in and share the platform, to share our ideas, and to represent who we are so that this community can know who we are from our point of view and not from the Democrats' point of view. Mm-hmm. But at this point, uh, it seems to me that they are, they are they're being stupid about it. But when you look at it, the Democrats have been successful because they have been here. They've come in, and they've lied and seduced us into voting for them. Now yep. the LGBT community is in here, and they're lying to us, and they're convincing us that homosexuality is a viable alternative lifestyle and that one can be homosexual and be a Christian at the same time. Mm. 
and they have, they just lied to this community. And unfortunately, not many voices on the right are here to counter that. I'm here, and there are other black pastors who are here. But as Mark Stein says, I think it was Mark Stein who says, the worst thing that could happen to you is that the media will ignore you. The worst thing that media can do to you, this is what he said, the worst thing that media can do to you is ignore you. Mm-hmm. The most ignored voice in America right now is the black conservative. He's ignored. Wow. He's not only ignored by the liberal left and the major media, he's ignored by our evangelical white Christians. Yes. And he's ignored by the conservative media outlets. My guest today is Pastor Stephen Broden. We'll be back with him for the last segment coming up in a moment. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. If you need help with your bookkeeping but can't afford to hire a full-time employee, The Good Books Company is your answer. The Good Books Company is a total bookkeeping solution, working with most industries and offering a free, no-obligation discovery session. The Good Books Company can help you clean up and catch up on all your bookkeeping needs. Visit them at goodbooks.com. That's goodbooks.com. Or call 321-356-0774. That's 321-356-0774. On the line with me now, Pastor Stephen Broden from Dallas, and we've been talking, among other things, his article that was published in the Times Examiner in Greenville, South Carolina. In addition to this article and other articles, he's written a book, and you can get all of that. Give us your website, if you will. Contentofcharacterseries.com, and at that um, website, you'll find uh, who we are, our mission statement, what we're doing and how we're doing it. Uh, my book is on sale there, and uh, certainly there's a donation button. You donate to us as we continue to do the Lord's work by going into communities around this country, doing one-day workshops that are designed to inform, educate, and then activate people to get involved in the rescue of this republic. You were talking earlier on this article that you wrote about the redefinition that's going on, redefining masculinity. You know, we've heard terms from the news media that would even include things like toxic masculinity uh, in such a way of of painting it to where what you as a man are portraying or projecting, it's actually toxic. It's poison. And the, I guess you could say the preferred way is to have this rather kind of uh, wishy-washy male that, as you say in your article, the effeminate male what would have one time been called a flaming person, a flamer. Uh, This is like being chosen right now. And you make the point in your article that a lot of boys are going this direction because they see it. 
as the fastest and the surest way to succeed. It's really sad, isn't it, that our culture has gotten to the point where we dangle a carrot of success, but the carrot of success that's being dangled, it's a perversion of male and female gender. It's a perversion of God's will, but that allurement of success is out there. Oh, absolutely. I Again, this is a deliberate attempt to redefine us and to redefine our values. This global reset is not just an economic reset or a political reset. It's a reset of our values, a determination of what is right versus what is wrong. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize this uh, as a, a community. I'm, when I say community, I'm talking about the, the Bible-believing Christian community. We need to recognize that what we're in the throes of is a deliberate redefinition of who we are as a people away from God's definition. And that, and one of the things that the, the, the uh, power elite is attempting to do is redefine the family and redefine our values. I, I'm, I'm looking for a quote that I, um, I have that I think that will help clarify it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to find, but nonetheless, it, it what it it says, it gives the humanist definition. The humanist manifesto will give it a definition of what their expectations are and what they're attempting to do. And what they're attempting to do is redefine the family into a human secular definition away from the definitions that God gave us within the Word of God. What a man is, is no longer what God defines as a man, or what a woman is, is no longer what God defines as a woman, but as man defines it. Mm. The secularist defines it. And that's precisely where we are right now. And, you know, that leads to kind of declarations like we've heard in the news media the last couple of weeks, where suggestions are being made to do away with a term that is so denigrating like mother and replace it with a birthing parent. Now, where is this going to stop when you have, what are we going to have birthing parents day instead of mother's day? Is that, that's kind of the idea. Uh, All of these new terms, you have the vice president sitting down at a news conference and uh, declaring one of the first things out of her mouth is how she identifies herself, what pronouns she uses to identify. I mean, how crazy is this culture in which we live today? What in the world has happened to our country? If we don't stop them now, before you know it, having sex with animals will be legal. Mm Mm-hmm. And bestiality is headed in this direction, whether you know it or not. It's legal, I think, in Canada. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's headed in this direction. Already we're talking about uh, pedophilia being uh, 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 legalized, Mm -hmm. where men can have sex with boys. And that is not abnormal. It's normal behavior. Wow. This stuff is happening right now in the public square, and there's a desperate need for us to respond and to push back against this. I agree with you. 
Pastor Stephen Broden is my guest today. You know, you make a point in this article, and I think this is uh, confusing to just about every American when you think about it, because it sounded great coming out of his mouth, but you made the point that the black church stood strong, uh, the word you used was a bulwark, against the moral decline until Barack Obama became president. And in his speech, when he was accepting the, the you know, talking his, uh, the victory speech after the election, he talked about uh, wanting to unify people and bring people. And yet it would appear to me that from that moment until now, we've become more divided as a nation than ever. We're not in unity. We're more divided than at any other time. Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely. I, Barack Obama was in a powerful position as the first black president of the United States. Uh, he was in a very powerful position. And there was a kind of pride that existed in our community. And from his position of power and influence, he planted suggestions in our community that I believe had an impact on the biblical definition of marriage, the biblical role of a man and a woman, he challenged all of that. And because of the shallowness of our theology in our community, we bought it hook, line, and sinker. So from the point of Barack Obama's presidency going forward, the black community has become more tolerant and accepting of homosexuality than in the history of our community. Mm. Never before. We used to be the, the community that would stop a lot of this homosexual agenda. The left knew that. That's why they infiltrated our community, and that's why they paid off our leaders and bought off some preachers. And look at us now. Yes. We're out in front. We're at the tip of the spear uh, yeah. for their cause. You know, some of the uh, black leaders that are calling themselves to be pastors, I wonder how they can, in good conscience, how they can even say that when what they, what they lead with, what they teach, what they talk about, are things that are just uh, opposed, diametrically so, to the Word of God. And yet they'll use the word pastor. They'll use the word reverend. They'll use uh, terms that are attributed to people who believe in the Word of God, but they don't. Well, that's uh, when you look at Al Sharpton, who just here recently was on television, saying that the evangelicals have hijacked the scriptures and yeah. they are misrepresenting God's point of view about abortion and about helping poor people and all that. He, he just with no theological basis for doing that, no scripture references, but he stands up with no challenging voices, no challenging voices on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, ABC. None of them will bring me or any other black conservative on to challenge that voice. Mm -hmm. So what the community gets is this one-sided representation of a doctrine that is false and misleading by a hireling. You know, there were times that in uh, public meetings, 
they would, um, they being the left, our progressive liberals would would go through maybe a notion of uh, having a seemingly sense of fairness or uh, across the aisle or being objective. But that day seems to be past. A, a great example of that is what's going on in D.C. right now with these January 6 hearings where the other side is not even being given a voice. And that is one of the most telling uh, statements, I believe, about the true state of things right now is that they don't even have to pretend to be fair anymore. They don't have to pretend to give way to what would be the voice of the innocent or the voice of someone who would see something differently than what they do. They just go without any uh, thought at all, and they refuse to let another side come forward. That's really sad, isn't it? Well, when you are the majority, when you have control, uh, you don't need to negotiate. You don't need to compromise. Mm. When you have control of the House, control of the Senate, let's say in California, for example. In California, you know, there's, what, 40 senators uh, in their uh, in their Senate there? Their state Senate. Mm-hmm. And, only, and only 11 are Republicans. What do we need to ask the Republicans for? Anything. Yeah, right. We don't need to ask them for anything. There's no need to compromise. There's no need to hear what they have to say in order to convince them to join your side. You just simply say, this is what we're going to do, and too bad for you. Well, we've only got about a minute left here, but uh, the article that you wrote closes with what I think is a barn burner. You ask the question whether the church has surrendered its moral authority to be salt and light in exchange for 30 pieces of 501c3 silver. That is a shocking statement. Man. It's true. It's true. And uh, quite frankly, I I think uh, there has always been a remnant. And that's why I'm very careful to say that there's two churches in America. There's the cultural church and there's the biblical church. I'm a part of the biblical church. And we bow the knee to Jesus Christ and him alone. Mm. Well, I agree with you, and I pray that everyone listening will take heed to this and check out your website with contentofcharacterseries.com. I believe you said that that is correct, right? That is correct, yes. Contentofcharacterseries.com. Pastor Stephen Broden, pastor at Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Dallas, and uh, we're so honored to have had you with us here today and pray that uh, the, the teaching that you've given, which this is much more than just an opinion piece. This, uh, this article that you've written is a real teaching piece uh, on for, for the rest of us to read and see what is happening in our culture. And we need to wake up, or like you said, if we don't, the future is going to be obvious. And that's what we pray we can uh, jump in and Do something before it becomes too late. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, the fight continues to the rampart. That's right. The Republic is in trouble. The Republic is in trouble. God help us all. Friends, thank you so much for being with me today. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. 